When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast, my favorite podcast to listen to on long flights across the galaxy. This is the way. We want it men. Sixty-seven of the Smugglers Galaxy podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. I'm Glenn, and oh, I just hit my tripod. We're recording live on my back deck. It is the Smugglers Have Cigar Night again. We do this pretty often, and it just makes it fun to record. So, Jason, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good now. Got you... About half my cigar done. The you... beer down. So I'm I'm feeling. Feeling no pain. What'd you get for your birthday? Um, it's birthday week. Mm-hmm. Now that birthday's passed. It still is birthday week. I'm still waiting on the present from my dogs. My wife gave me a picture. She painted a picture of my dog, Kanan. Uh, she gave me that a couple of weeks ago. And the present that she got me from the dogs uh, hasn't made it here yet. Oh. So nice of the dogs to think of you. Yeah, I know. It's his birthday. I better get him something. <laughs> yeah. So she never buys me anything. or We never buy each other anything. It's always from the dogs. Oh, I see. I picked up some stuff, but... You didn't, didn't get anything? You just picked stuff up? You're right. I got cash, but cash, cash. is always fun. Cash. Cash. what you get for your birthday? I know what you got for your birthday. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. I got, well, the stuff that I just acquired throughout the week, I got... The Morgan Elsbeth Vintage Collection figure. I got the HK Assassin Droid Vintage Collection figure. I did get some birthday money from my mother-in-law. And somebody on eBay had listed the final poster from San Diego Comic-Con that Hasbro was was handing out. Uh Um, Each day they handed out a poster. It was the Endor Bunker. It was the Speeder Bike and the N1 Starfighter. So I have all of those now because somebody had listed it at a price where I was like, that's probably... There's a couple sitting out there for 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just overpriced for a free poster. And the ones listed for 30, uh, 25 bucks sell within minutes. Right. And so this was 35 fish. And so I grabbed it. Cool. So I got that. So now I have all the Celebration London posters and all the San Diego Comic-Con posters. So are you going to hang them up? I'd like to, but they're like odd shapes. I thought they were 11 by 17. They might be like 18 by 12. They're just weird shapes. 
So either that or I got to get a portfolio to put them all in. Yeah, portfolios are they're still expensive, but they're a nice way to house everything. I've got one that I hold, have some of my oddball stuff in. And uh, yeah, it's just it sits there. But if you want to let people see it, you can just here's my stuff. I want to put some of my posters, but those are the expensive ones. Those are like two hundred dollar portfolios for the movie posters. Yeah. Because uh, I have a couple of those. I have a bunch from Solo, the Solo movie. I have Rogue One. I've got special edition posters. And I want to make room because I got these Action Fleet um, store ads. Yeah. Which are huge. And I want to get those framed. Very basic frame. I don't want anything over the top. Right. I want to hang those up. So I got to make room. Yeah, custom framing freaked me out the first time that my wife told me how much she paid for custom framing. Because it's like double or triple what you pay for the art. Yeah, well, you go to Frame It Up, and I think it's frameitup.com or something like that, and it's relatively cheap compared to like going into Michael's and getting it done or going to some other place. Yeah. You just enter the dimensions, and they'll they'll make it for you. Um, so anyways, that's, that's what I have acquired through the week, and then... For my birthday, I got the, what do they call it, Escape the Death Star, Attack on the Death Star, uh, Micro Galaxy Squadron set. Okay. Um, it came with the Falcon and two TIE Interceptors. Because what I want to do is build a diorama of that scene. I'm going to get a bunch of PVC piping, cut those down, add some lights, um, paint everything up, and make it look like it's the Attack on the Death Star. Uh funny thing is i think only one of them is a tie intercept tie interceptor i think the other one's a tie fighter uh-huh. and then i have to find that wedge chase because he's the one that's leading the attack so i'm still at it <laughs> <laughs> but i got that set so i have one now i can put into that the diorama mm-hmm. and then i got a Star Wars shirt. The kid said it looked like the Rogue Fun colors from Target, so it's a little pinkish. Right. Uh, the the it's a white shirt, but it's got a pinkish color to okay. the the. Yeah, I, I noticed you a minute ago being like, I got a Rogue Fun. I mean, Run One poster, so it's kind of hard to differentiate sometimes. It's an actual Rogue One teaser poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I did. The stuff I picked up was I got a package from Amazon. And I was just like, "Oh, it actually came on my birthday," and it, I was like, I wasn't paying attention to my Amazon orders, and it was the uh, Black Series Hera from yeah. Ahsoka, which I am. I don't know what they did with those Black Series that are for from the Ahsoka series, but they nailed the face sculpts on on uh, her, her on Hera and on Sabine. Both of them, the face sculpts are out the park. It looks just like them. I think it's the face printing that they've got, that technology. And I think it's just a, a silicone like bubble that they put the ink on, and then they just press the bubble into the face, and it kind of moves around the face. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that whatever they're doing for that um, is really not, uh, taking it up a notch and making it look real. Mm-hmm. Because I think the sculpts have always been there, even during the Force Awakens days, where they looked like crap, and the Rogue One days. It's just the way that they're applying the paint made them look bad. Right. But I think the sculpts have always been there. 
Cool. Yeah, I know. Which I've seen like videos of them printing plates, and it's like a big styrofoam or silicone thing that they just press on the plate. So yeah. I think it's that same technology. Yeah, I think so. Because I think that was a technology that Max was saying that Micro Galaxy's going to for their mini fi- mini figure accessories. Yeah, it's. That's another thing to talk about is the Micro Galaxy Squadron. I know we just talked about it, but there's been no mention about Series 5, 6, and 7, which at one point they had in the works. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious as to what's going on with that line. I mean, is it because Max is not out in the forefront that that it's not moving forward? Like, There's just no buzz around the line. Right. Yeah, well, he was doing a lot of... uh media i mean he was doing if you i mean he came on our podcast and i mean he was he went on a lot of different podcasts yeah. and he's just not out there pushing the line right now so i think the line has fallen flat a little bit i i, I don't know the other thing that i got and uh it was an assist from you my mm. wife was pointing in the direction i got the action fleet ewing from second chance um it's the last piece of the action fleet items that i needed to complete the collection it is incomplete it's missing the engine cover it's missing for the better lack of a better term like they look like joust sticks they sit underneath the wings um i do have the uh, minifigure i don't have the droid so i'll have to find off to track those items down but i have the, the the main body of it so yeah I'm, you're i'm done yeah, your wife at the meetup pulled me aside and was like, is there anything at Second Chance that Jason wants? And I'm like, there is an E-Wing that they have that they're building for him or something. And she went and picked it up after the meetup. So I'd, I'd actually messaged Chance, and he got back to me like 12 hours later. Hey, oh, yeah, or like the next day. He's busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I also picked up the I picked up the retro line. I had ordered them for Big Bad Toy Store, and I was able to cancel them. But I got... The Hera, the Ahsoka, the um, Sabine, and the Chopper of the Retro line. Yeah, I saw those at Target. I didn't pick them up, but I did see them. I was in part. I really enjoy those figures. They they did they nailed. I don't I don't understand why on that figure they can nail the bucket, but they couldn't on the TVC or the. I mean the the Black Series I think is right or as close as close as you're gonna get. But uh, I enjoy those. Those Retro line figures look really good. The uh, the chopper even has the head click on it, so when you move his head, it clicks just like the old school uh, R2 did. Um, That's another line where I'm curious as to what's going on, because the Ahsoka line of that is out. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka just finished. We still don't have the Book of Boba Fett, which, which was supposed to be out this past spring. And even at San Diego Comic-Con, when they had him in display, it said spring 2023. Hmm. So it's kind of weird, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, those. I'm. I'm excited. Those are good figures. Um, I think I'm. The only thing I'm waiting on is the the Haslap Ghost. Well, no, I'm waiting on TVC Hera, TVC Chopper. That'll be out early next year, and then I'm waiting on the on the Ghost, and then I'm done with that line. It's interesting because that's the only line where they don't really do repaints, and yeah. people might argue that rehashing the vintage stuff, like the vintage Kenner from the 70s and 80s, is repaints, but I think they're scanning old figures and making new versions of them. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, they're not one for one. They're, there's some difference. There's some variance to it. And uh, yeah, it's it's all pretty much new. I wish they would do more of that Mon Mothma stuff. 
Like, we could get a Rebel Fleet Trooper in that yeah. style. We can get a Stormtrooper with a Pauldron to make it a Sand Trooper. There's stuff they can do to add some newness. And, like, they could use a Stormtrooper body. Yeah. It's a pretty quick repaint, and it's something we've never had, and they can make it in that style. And I'm just <clears> curious <throat> if those figures are that much cheaper to produce than the TVC line because we keep getting new figures in that line I would and have, that we're not getting in TVC. I would imagine there's less engineering, so yes. Because with the TVC, you've got multiple points of articulation in the wrists, in the elbows, in the shoulders... And with the five POA, it's it's just those five places, and there's not a lot of hand goes up, hand goes down. You don't need to worry about joints in the the elbow. Yeah, because you don't only like you were saying, you only need two arms, two legs, the body, and the head. So it's a, what a six molds. Yeah. So it is probably a lot cheaper. I'm gonna let my dog out because he's freaking out. Um, That's all I think. That's all I picked. Yeah, that's the only thing I picked up. I've been making target runs because I'm just curious, and I've been hitting, trying to hit um, game stops, but I haven't really seen anything. You could push him off of you, Kanan. He's like saying hi to Jason right now. Um, <laughs> I did go down to Disney this week. <laughs> yeah, dude, you didn't even tell me. You were just like, you posted a picture and you're like, I'm in Orlando. Guess where I am. <laughs> we're just like, you. I, I, went, I went to Disney Springs um, just for the evening. I went to uh, the Deluxe Burger. It was Deluxe Burger. And I just walked around. Um, went to the, the Outpost. Uh, I did get myself a Christmas present that I gave to my wife to give to me at Christmas. Um, they did have the Build-A-Droid uh, Holiday Edition figure, but my backpack was packed to the brim, and I would need to carry it in a bag with me on the plane, and I'm fairly certain that it would have made it okay. But if the off chance that it came home and I banged it, yeah, and it popped the bubble or something like that, I would just have been very frustrated, so... Um, I'm gonna pre-order. I'm gonna order it off of Shop Disney right now. But yeah. there's a bunch of stuff that should be hitting Shop Disney on Life Day. But they did have because um, what I think what's happened is that Star Cruiser is closed down, so they've moved all the Star Cruiser stuff into the Keystone. Was it Keystone? Something or other. Years. Yeah, at Hollywood Studios, and all the stuff that they had there, they've moved into Disney Springs. So the exclusive Cantina. Um, what's his name? Jeff. I forgot his name again. This is a—he's an artist who who made who does stuff in the style of Shag. It's like very um, space agey. It's very um, geometric. Very kitschy. Yeah, and he made a whole cantina line. That's the shirt that I got for myself, which I'll get at Christmas. Um, all that stuff, which was originally like a park exclusive, is now at at Disney Springs. So. Yeah, I'm. That's the one store when I was down there in June. I didn't make it to because I'm like, oh, it'll be open late. Because I went there for the uh, after hours event. And by the time I was walking out the park, they had closed everything on Main Street or the Main Drag or Hollywood Boulevard, I think is what it's called in uh, Hollywood Studios. So everything was closed. So I didn't get to go in that store because that's the store that they carry all the high end Star Wars stuff. Yeah. 
the stuff that actually says Star Wars where you can't find it in Batuu. Um, it's it was you know early November and I was hoping because one of my favorite things is walking around Disney Springs with all the Christmas stuff. I don't know why, but they didn't have the Christmas decorations out, so holiday decorations, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, but it was nice and uh, yeah. Just spent an evening in uh, uh, Disney Springs and come to find out on Tuesday that the Actors Guild has made a deal with the producers, so the the acting strike is over. I know that the uh, the the IMTP I, I don't forget what it is off the top of my head. It's the guys that do like all the the back end work, the behind the scenes stuff. There's a possibility they might go on strike and shut Hollywood down. But for now. Everyone's back open. I know Andor was in the middle of filming when the writer's strike started. And so they were filming for a little bit, but then they decided to shut it down because they probably just were writing as they were filming. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's probably going to start up soon. I think they're about halfway done. So I would expect that to be a late 2024 or early 2025 show. Um Part of you know being on the plane and stuff, I started binge watching Andor, and I only have two episodes left. But that show is so much better as a binge show. Yeah. Because it felt like they dropped the three episodes, but then there was that buildup of the raid and Aldani, where they steal the 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 money from the Empire, and that went on for like two or three episodes, and it felt like, I mean, week after week, it's like. We're not getting anywhere. We're not getting anywhere. But when you watch all of it together, it's cohesive. It's building up to it, and it works better. Same thing with the uh, the the prison stuff because they were stuck on prison in the prison for about three three episodes, and it's the same kind of thing that nothing happens, nothing happens, and then something finally happens. They break free. But all three of them together, watching all three of them, it really really works, and I. I'm just so impressed by Andor. The writing is so sophisticated. There's subtleties. People are talking about things, but that they're not really talking about the thing that they're talking about. There's layers. All right. And it's just so successful as a show. Yeah, I want to do that with Ahsoka. I haven't done it yet, but I haven't I haven't dedicated the time to sit down and, uh, you know, the couple of hours a night to do that. Because when I did binge watch the first three episodes of Ahsoka, it felt really it felt whole. It, you know, as a whole, it was a lot better storytelling. Uh, so I think if you did that with Ahsoka, it would be ten times better. Um, but I'm also, with the writer's strike, well, I'm sorry, with the actor strike being over, because now, um, like, all the actors and you know from Ahsoka are now posting all the background stuff. So I'm curious if they would have done that while Ahsoka was being released, if it would have helped generate more buzz for it. It's quite possible. I mean, Hollywood was seeing everything decline. I know people aren't hot of the Marvels, but I have to wonder, you know, there's no buzz building. There's no excitement. There's nobody going out there and saying this is incredible because of X, Y, Z. You know, it's just like, I don't want to go, and there's nobody, people are thinking this. Right. They're thinking, I don't want to go, and there's nobody out there on TV convincing them otherwise to go. Right. And that has been happening all over the map. It's not just the Marvels. I'm just using that as an example, but well, that's what I mean. That's what we're talking about. I mean, you know, we're we're a nerd podcast, so yeah. I mean, the same thing with like the Haunted Mansion because the Haunted Mansion was going to be released, and it was a fair movie, 
I mean, it, I, I would have seen it in the theater and been okay with it, but, you know, there was no press for it. All the press was done, and, and you know, is, it, is that why, you know, was Hollywood, I don't want to say shooting themselves in the foot, but, you know, did that hurt Hollywood? I'm sure it did. It did. I think that's a good example. Uh, Mission Impossible underperformed. I felt like that was a solid movie um, with some great set pieces. It's not as good as Fallout, but it was still good. It's still enjoyable. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was affecting Hollywood, and I think it was affecting box office returns, and everything seems to be down right now. And, you know, there's a blend of that and streaming. I think COVID really killed Hollywood's model of making money because they would just show up on TV, and we've talked about this, where you just decide, I don't want to go to the movie theater because I'll just wait 90 days. And I think what they did with uh, Dial of Destiny was great. They didn't put it out 45 days later. If you wanted to see it, you had to see it in the theater. Right. Is it? Is it, it still hasn't hit Disney Plus, has it? Uh, December 1st. Okay. But I'm going to buy it. Um, Ooh. I miss physical media. Like, we were at Target today, and I, I wanted to point to my life. Hey, look at this Mission Impossible. This would be a great Christmas present. And I was searching for five minutes trying to find where the DVDs are, and it was kind of hidden in the books. Yeah. The DVD section is so small now. I think the vinyl section was bigger than the DVDs. Yeah, well, vinyl's making a comeback, and it's like, well, like with Taylor Swift, that was, you know, her stuff is in the middle of the freaking aisle. It's hard to miss when you're walking down the aisle because her, like, the new album she just re-recorded is all over the place. But, like, so what happens, so they pulled Willow six months after it premiered. Right. What if I want to watch Willow right now? I can't. Yeah. So same thing could happen to Indiana Jones. They could pop it in, and then next summer it's gone, and I can't watch it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I buy the physical media, I you know I can I can watch it whenever I want. Same thing with Mission Impossible. Um, I don't have Paramount uh, Plus, so right. the only way I can watch it is if I actually get it. Right. Yeah. The uh, yeah, my wife just got stars she found stars was like a year of stars for like 50 bucks or something it was it was cheaper than 50 dollars for the year and as soon as she did that i went oh crap i can watch once upon a time in hollywood finally so three years after that movie came out i'm finally able to watch it and uh that was like the first thing we did and i I was yeah i i was impressed with that movie it was a fun movie but uh yeah there was a a rumor that Season two of Ahsoka has been greenlit. There's nothing official, um, but I think Filoni can start to work on it now that the writer strike is over. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I, I, it, there's too. They left too much on the table with that. There's definitely going to need to be a, a season two or, um, something needs to happen. Needs to further along that story, even if it's another. Um, series that they rename something else but i think they need to kind of quit doing that because i think it's confusing people but then i was watching loki today finishing loki and i'm like loki was a very oddball uh series you know so it's like and there were two seasons of that and nobody really griped about it and i don't know why people are griping about ahsoka being such a weird oddball show when i feel the same way about loki the big news this week is that there's a Legend of Zelda movie in the works, <laughs> which had me a little bit, the reason I bring this up, um, I, do, I am going somewhere Star Wars, um, 
the reason I bring this up, Avi Arid, who produced some of the Spider-Man and X-Men, he's he's a kind of a wishy-washy producer. He he was pulled off of Spider-Man by Kevin Feige because he was ruining Spider-Man, and he kept butting heads with uh, Kevin Feige. Um, Wes Ball, who directed the Maze Runner, and he's directing the New Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes movie, which looks incredible. Um, but he's relatively an under... Um, he's a new director. Okay. So he's not really known that well. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. But he, in 2010, he tweeted that he, his dream movie would be The Legend of Zelda live-action movie. So he's got that. But the reason I, I bring it up is because at first I was trepid, had trepidation about him directing The Legend of Zelda. It's an important video game in my life. I mean, I've been playing that for 30 years. It's my favorite video game of all time. Um, so obviously I come to this with a lot of emotion and a lot of opinions, and I, I want to make sure that it's a perfect film. I'd want it to be more like Lord of the Rings and less like Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. I still hadn't seen the Dungeons and Dragons movie, and it was on something. It's good, but it's silly, and I don't want that as Zelda. I want something more Lord of the Rings and, uh, and serious. But, you know, we don't have... You've got James Cameron, who's up in age. You've got George Lucas, who's semi, who's retired. Steven Spielberg. All these directors who formed our childhood. We don't have anybody up and coming to take those reins. We don't have anybody to be the heir apparent to that kind of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Which is a little... I don't know. It, it's a little heartbreaking. Right. I want to see somebody out there kind of create and make something magical... A lot of these movies these days are done by committee. They look at, oh, what's the uh, demographic? Okay, great, we need a character that age. We don't have a villain, so okay, great, we need to throw in a villain. We need a, uh, something for the girls. We need to throw something in there for the, the girls to like. We need something to relate to this. There's no social commentary, so can we add a subplot about this? And It's like paint by numbers. It's making movies by demographics. It's... Mm-hmm. It's not like it used to be, and right. I think the quality of movies these days have kind of suffered because of that. Yeah, I definitely, I, 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 I don't want to piss anybody off with this statement, but the social commentary where you you just said, well, it's got to have a meaning behind it. It's like not all movies need to have that. You know, let's just go and turn my brain off for an hour and a half, two hours, and enjoy a movie. Yeah, movies don't breathe like they used to. And I think you look at Star Wars, um, we can go back to Return of the Jedi, Think about, like, the scene outside of Jabba's Palace when there's that frog-looking guy who just slips out his tongue and he eats a womp rat or whatever it is. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff missing from Force Awakens. Well, somewhat in Force Awakens. Not so much in The Last Jedi. And even less in Rise of Skywalker. There's no breathing. It's just, like, next scene, next scene, next scene. Mm-hmm. Well, was that added on to Return of the Jedi, or is that... That was re- part of the original. Okay. And, like, there's a shot of Salacious Crumb just, like, watching Jabba's tail. Mm-hmm. I feel like that shot would never be in a modern movie. Right. And it's not breathing. It's not world building. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, there you go. That, like, we talked about the special editions. I didn't even know that was an original shot. But, yeah. Um, that'd be a... I, I would love to go to Death Valley. I would love to go to Tunzania. Uh, Gus Lopez was posting photos from his trip back in April. And 
a lot of that stuff has been they've added some Star Wars art to those locations. Mm-hmm. Like Ben Kenobi's house now has a pixelated Ben Kenobi on the side of it. And it's cool that they put the art there, but it it's not the original thing. Mm-hmm. I can't stand in front of Ben Kenobi's house because it's going to take you out of the scene. I can't even dress up like, you know, because I couldn't dress up like I was in Star Wars and take a photo there because there's this uh, street art on the side of Ben Kenobi's house. <laughs> They've got, like, Jawa art at the hotel where they filmed uh, the Alarms host, uh, homestead down in the, you know, the base of it, the well. Uh-huh. There's art throughout that now. It's just kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, well, I think people are thinking it's adding to it, which it might be, or maybe helping preserve it. I, I don't, I don't know, um, but I know um, we're planning a trip out to California this or next coming October, and I've already told Mandy it's like we're going to see some of the Back to the Future sets. I'm at least going to Twin Pines Mall. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lone Pine now. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm at least going to see that, and then I know I think some of the houses. I know two of the houses I think are on the same street. Um, so, and then like Marty McFly's house, my understanding, I think people are pretty cool if like the owners there they and they see you taking pictures they'll come talk to you and like you know if you're cool they'll let you come up on the house or something but don't don't quote me on that don't go i heard that on the smugglers galaxy podcast and i can walk up on your porch because people you know unless you ask permission people don't like that stuff um i'm wondering when we'll get a trailer for skeleton crew because if if the rumors are true it's coming out in january we're Maybe two months away, maybe a month and a half. It depends on when in January. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking about this with Narayan because we were thinking it was the the seaweed monster, the seaweed pirate that's coming back. But it's actually Vane, who was the one that was giving uh, Grief Karga some issues down on his planet. Yeah, he's the one coming back. I'm actually now with with what happened with the I'm looking forward to Skeleton Crew because you know you know it's got to tie into everything. Um, you know, I wasn't, I was excited about it, but I wasn't, you know, like, oh, I've got to go watch that now. You know, I need to see it now. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it more. Um, cause I, you know, it's got to tie into it or everything, everything's going to tie back into itself somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get more of, uh, Mando season one and Andor and, uh, in skeleton crew. I like the originality. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when they make multiple seasons, it's force-fed. And so I have trepidation about Mando Season 4. Will it be more like Mando Season 3, or is it going to be Mando Season 1? Um, Ahsoka seems like they've got some threads that they need to tie up, so that might be a good thing. It's it's funny, this week, now that the writers... Uh, actor strike is over all the actors did we just talk about this we did talk about it but we can bring it losing my mind no we talked about it but we can bring it we talk about this on the podcast or before the podcast (laughs) we talked about we talked for about an hour before we started recording and then i was like do you want to record jason or you know we already talked about it yeah but yeah we talked about it uh but yeah we it it is funny how that stuff now it's making me want to go rewatch ahsoka because they showed like um the character the actress who played sabine is like showing background stuff and there's actually a shot there's a video of her and um shin hati dancing and then you've got uh is it ray is it ray ray what's ray's last ray stevenson ray stevenson he's on his phone playing the music in the background you know kind of being a dj and it's like i now i want to go back and rewatch that and it shows they they show her sabine like 
training, you know, they're going and like her training, the actress training for the the fight scenes, and I'm just like, I want to go watch that again. There's and, there's a video of Shin Hati smoking a cigarette, riding a power wheel, um, uh, the land speeder. Land speeder. Yeah, and then there was also a shot of Anakin doing Anakin it. Anakin sitting on the front of it, and it's just there's a shot of uh, Thrawn just sitting in his chair, kind of stretched out, and I yeah. gotta find that. That's probably freaky looking. The, I, I will tell you, I think the freakiest thing... You've watched Alias back in the day, right? No. Okay, so Alias was a spy movie, spy drama. It had Jennifer Gardner in it. Anyway, um, she's like number two right underneath Gillian uh, Anderson for me. But long story short, they had like they did like a Merry Christmas commercial, and all of them are standing there doing, Hey, Merry Christmas! And it's like a behind-the-scenes thing, and I'm just like... These people are supposed to hate each other, and they're in a commercial together. So it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff is is, is kind of cool. J.J. Um, Abrams hasn't done much since Rise of Skywalker. I mean, he's done some producing, mm-hmm. but he hasn't done any directing. On paper, like he was uh, kind of a Spielberg protege. Mm-hmm. He was doing some early stuff with Spielberg, and Amblin Entertainment produced some of his stuff. JJ's was Bad Robot, wasn't he? Yeah, he's Bad Robot. Yeah, because he did Alias. He did Alias. He did yeah. Lost. Um, he seemed to be the heir apparent, like I was talking about, with like an up and comer who's going to take over to the Spielberg and Lucas roles. He's not right. He's he's not that. He's not. I'm trying to put it in a positive term. He's not as reliable as a filmmaker to to go across the finish line with something incredible right i think dave filoni has kind of taken those reins um because everything's been dave filoni lately and i think like we were talking about with the streaming stuff that's sort of where disney has put all their money is in the streaming thing so that they that's dave filoni's playground that's be, his sandbox i'd be very interested to see what filoni's movie is like is it going to be incredible or is it going to be more like the rise of skywalker um I need to, like you were saying, I need to watch Ahsoka all the way through to see if, if uh, it seemed to have up and ups and downs, and maybe it's just the week to week kind of play. Is, does it play better as a binge thing? Because um, if it does play better as a binge, that gives me so, more confidence going into seeing his movie. If it doesn't, then I do worry that he might not be able to cross the finish line. Uh, I'm, I. The thing with the movie is you only got two and a half hours. So there can't really be, like with uh, Ahsoka and Clone Wars and, and Rebels, you had play, you had time to play with it. You could have an episode that nothing happened in. And you can't do that in a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, but maybe editing is, is the way to go. I mean, the thing with Loki, my understanding is that that was more than six episodes that they cut down to six. Mm. And so good editing can deliver a great series and a great movie. We don't need all that kind of stuff. I mean, the uh, Justice League movie was, what, four, six episodes? Yeah. And some of those scenes was the same scene. It's almost like we could play the scene this way or we could play the scene that way. And so they just repeat the same information in in episode three. And again, they do the same uh, information in episode five. And one of those shots would would have been cut. But because this is six hours and we need to stretch it out, they left it in. And so they just need a good editor to make sure that, you know, if it doesn't 
apply to the movie. If it's not moving the plot forward, if it doesn't relate to character, cut it. Right. Um, well, and then again, when you're doing a six episode arc or you're doing an eight episode arc, you've got to uh, reset every now and again, and that may be what they're doing. And I think like Andor, there's not a lot of fat on that show. Mm-mm. It may feel like fat, but there's things are moving forward. There, there's people are making power plays. They're making plays to affect the the rebellion and moving the rebellion forward like there's just not a lot of fat i thought it was very successful again right no i i think andor was a was a great was a great show um and i i hate to say this but if i think if my heart wasn't in rebels i don't know how good ahsoka would have been yeah there's a lot of like prerequisite with ahsoka you needed to watch rebels um i'm very curious i haven't heard Many people talk about who haven't who hasn't watched Rebels. You know, how did you relate to the characters? What did you think of the characters? I think a lot of people didn't like Sabine. Right. No, a lot of people didn't like Sabine. They didn't like that character arc. But when you know what she's been through, and you know when they're like, "Oh, your family died on Mandalore," you're like, "Oh, that's why she's acting the way she acts." And um, that's why it's so important for her to get Ezra back, is because that's all the family she has left. Right. And Hera's left her. To join the rebellion, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're so. gonna we're make some movement, I guess, on the Ray movie. I I don't know if the James Mangold movie is moving forward or not. Yeah, I heard the um, was it is it Kevin Feige that's doing all the Marvel stuff? Yeah, his movie shot. He said that his movie's gone. Yeah, his movie's done. There's again rumors that. And I hate to repeat this, but he's thinking about stepping away from Marvel to take the presidency at Lucasfilm. Oh, okay. But that just could be the more of the fanboys trying to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy and and just throwing things out there. You know, it's those are both of those roles are huge shoes to fill. So if Kathleen Kennedy steps away, who's going to step up? Right. If Kevin Feige steps away, who's going to step up? There's no, in my mind, oh, obviously it's going to be so-and-so. Right. Like SNL, the rumor is that Tina Fey will, will take over Lorne Michaels' role when Lorne Michaels decides to step away. And it's like, oh, that's absolutely, that makes sense. When I think about Marvel and Lucasfilm, I I don't know who makes sense. It's, it seems like Filoni might make sense, but if he's busy making content, then who knows? Right. I think it would be either him or John Favreau, but I think John Favreau is Filoni's protege. You know, I think the two of them. I, dude, I want to be. You want to talk about somebody I want to have out here smoking a cigar with? It would be John Favreau and Dave Filoni. You know, just to be or just be a fly on the wall on one of their conversations, one of their nerd. You know, listen to one of them. them I want to listen to them nerd out. Yeah. That would be so much fun. Maybe they need to do a podcast of Maybe. them nerding out. Maybe. That I yeah, that's the one thing that annoys me. Now I'm gonna go off on another tangent, but it's like when you have like a super band that gets together and they 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 don't release an album and it's a platinum album because it's these people that people know. They know nothing about the band, but they know these people that are in it. Same thing happens with podcasts. You get like the Office Ladies podcast gets all these love because it's people that you know, um, and it's they're talking about the Office, but. 
And it's funny because the more I listen to that podcast, the more annoying they get. I just realized that they just keep repeating each other. Yeah, like I was listening to one of the podcasts and they were going, and this is probably the last time I listened to them, they were talking about a show, one of their episodes, and then in the middle of just their conversation, Jenna Fisher goes, this bra doesn't fit me. I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> I remember that. And they just start going into this whole thing about bras, and I'm like, this is not... I guess maybe some sort of survey they they put out there for listenership and and came back and said this is what people love so you got to give more of your life stuff and and it felt like it was forced and mm-hmm. it's not my thing but the other thing that happened this week that I forgot to mention uh, Hasbro announced their new hero series or or yeah it's a new five POA line of figures it's all the main characters. Um, I don't think we'll see deep cuts in this line. Right. Um, I'm I'm curious about that line. I want to see because people were griping that they're like $35 figures. And I'm like, then they're like, oh, it's a link from Amazon. And it's like, do you not realize that it's probably a third-party seller that knows that I can get $35 for this? Let me see if I can get $35 for this $5 figure. Oh, they're Uh, not going to be $35. No. They'd probably be more like the $12 I, I, yeah, I have a feeling they're going to end up at like a five below or dollar general. Uh, might be where they end up, yeah. But but that's Sabine. I saw that Sabine, and I I mean, I'm a Sabine fiend. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, that's a chopper. I, I literally, I had like chopper. They made a stuffed animal of chopper, and I had it in my hands for like five minutes, and I'm like, do I really need to spend $12 on this uh, stuffed chopper? And I put it down because I was like, I don't need everything chopper. Um, don't you, though? I do. See? I really do. Uh, and it's, it, but I'm the same way with Sabine. It's like it. That's the one when I was looking at my retro line figures that I bought. I was just like, this is so awesome that we're finally. I mean, we had the love with Rebels, but they were crappy figures. And the retro line is a, a really good line, in my opinion. And those, you know, having those figures again, and have even though they're not the Rebels, they're from Ahsoka. Having that figure is is awesome to me. I mean, Chopper's Chopper. There's no way around it. You know, um, they'll make it... The Chopper will look like Chopper. But, you know, they had to change them to make them the live-action versions of those figures. And they're great. Um, I thought the Hera... I mean, the fact that the ghost patches on the back of the retro-line Hera was, like, amazing to me. Um, But I, I don't know. I'm just... I'm happy to have Rebels merchandise again. Even though it's live action stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could do some sort of scientific look at modern collecting. Because it is a weird state right now with Black Series getting a lot of love. Vintage Collection getting a lot of repaints. I mean, Black Series gets a lot of repaints too. Yeah. But I I, I worry that... I don't want to be doom and gloom. I try to stay positive. But I worry that this might be towards another end of something. Yeah. I mean, do we even know how much longer Hasbro has the uh, the right? No, I looked into it uh, a couple weeks ago to see, and all the we knew that the line was going to end in like 2021, and there was a press release saying that we've decided to continue our relationship with Lucasfilm, but it didn't say for how long. I don't know if it was three year extension. I don't know if it was a five year extension. Um, because it takes 18 months to make figures. So 
if we're getting a lot of repaints and repacks right now, is that because the line is winding down and they don't want to invest a lot of money into making more figures at this time? Because, you know, by the time the the contract's up, they don't want to be stuck with having uh, a new wave of 20 figures. Right. It's better to have more stormtroopers, which we've already got and we can easily forget about and move on, than making new rebel fleet troopers or whatever the case may be. Right. Don't know. But you're more into that. You're more of a modern collector than I am. I just buy what I like. Yeah, we probably should look into vintage stuff too because um, it seems like it's it's not moving. It's not selling. Mm-hmm. And I guess the question is, is it the economy? Is the economy making people trep- uh, uh, think twice about buying stuff? Is Or is, is Star Wars just overpriced? Did the prices go up during COVID? And they're starting to come down, but they're not coming down to the point where people are like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. You know, Do I really need a, a, a $125 Luke Skywalker figure? Is that really worth it? Right. You're talking vintage. Vintage stuff, yeah. I, I think that's what's going on with the vintage stuff is you've got people who bought into it who had all this disposable income at uh, during COVID and now they're they, they're rethinking everything and like you know now now people can go on trips and it's like do I want to spend like you said one hundred twenty dollars on this Luke or I can buy a hotel room for the night. Is it worth it? Right. People don't want to go back. They don't want to go back down. They don't want to lose money. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe instead of the economy, maybe that $125 Luke should honestly be a $50 Luke. Yeah. But telling people that they need to re- reduce their prices to that amount, like I say, no thank you. Right. It, it's hard to lose money. You know, people don't want to lose money. And I can't blame them because you have a lot, you know, when it comes down to it, a lot of this stuff is business. A lot of things are sitting on deal or no deal. They're yeah. not moving. People aren't getting the prices that they want. Did I talk about my first shot um, micro machines? No. I got a couple of those for twenty five bucks each. I got three of them. Nice. I got a Boba Fett, a Stormtrooper, and which I've already had, so I just added to those. You're talking but figures. The micro machine minifigures, yeah. Okay. Um, but the one that I didn't have that I have now is Yoda. Very good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was a bad Yoda. That was like a Russian Yoda? <laughs> Very good, yes. I like, yes. I good. like the Yoda. Yoda, I am, yes. I've got him. <laughs> got him, I do. I don't know. There you, yeah, that, there you go. Narayan just wrecked his car. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not posting any of my collection on online because of Rogue Fun. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just kind of like I gotta have I don't have a lot of the uh, pre-production stuff but the stuff I have I need to keep secret so when people come they can go ooh ah I don't want them to see stuff online and then come to my place and be like oh that's old news I've already seen all that stuff alright well some people they want to see that stuff in person too yeah so it builds a little bit of the hype Um, but I think we've got a good plan to get people to come to it so I'm not worried about it yeah um, but I, I do have to do something to make to preserve the the newness and the shine of my collection, I guess. Yeah. That's why I'm not opening it up for like the winter social. You can see it if you're coming to Rogue One, Rogue Fun. <laughs> Wait six months. Five and a half. Five and a half. Oh, jeez. 
Well, it was like we were talking before we started recording. It's like, it's going to be here before you know it because the winter social is three weeks away and, and it's crunch time. And my wife and I are just like, oh, crap, here we go. Um, yeah, I think by Toylanta, everything should be in place and it should just be the final last-minute tweaks or, or things that we need. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing we've got to talk about is Toylanta. Yeah. Well, we're going to prepare for that. Um, just a table. Just a table. Well, they wanted us to do a panel, too. Oh, we got to do a panel for that? Didn't we I say I was going to do something? Yes, yeah, she said you were going to do something. Oh, that's right. i got to start working on that, too. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> you're, it's like, Jason got it. Uh, well, I just finished one project that was a side project unrelated to anything that we've done or for Rogue One. A Rogue Fun. Dang it. It's... Uh, I'm getting tired. It's only 8.30, Jason. Yeah, well, it's my bedtime. So, I don't know. We, um, let me get back to, hold on. I gotta get back to this. We did get a, uh, Barry Scott sent us a. Oh, email. Barry? Yeah, Barry sent us an email. Hey, Barry. Hey, Barry. It, it's about, uh, our show from, about Chase's. Uh, he said he finally caught up on the last, uh, episodes, and thank you very much for the, uh, show shout out. Uh, actually, Barry, send us an email. Let us know how your show went. Cause that was is it? No, it hasn't. Come no, in. it's the same weekend as Rogue it's the Fun. same weekend is the Winter Social. Okay, maybe the week after. But yeah, I'm, I maybe we should have him on. Yeah, we'll talk about that because we all know how much fun planning a show is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is because I think you're you get ahead of your skis sometimes, and you're just like, I'm gonna do this, and then you're like, Oh crap. Um, but anyway, long story short, here we go. He goes, on the topic of chases, Hasbro has done a few chases in the past, like First Day Issue Sticker. That's true. Um, the Galactic Hunt and the TVC Foil Variants. He says, I like those since the difference with the chases aren't with the figure are accessories. That way people can still get the same figure easily, but it gives completists and focus collectors another item to go after. And I, I, I agree with that. It, it does, um, I like when they do that. You know, you could still get the figure. I guess that's sort of what they've done with the archive uh, lines. Um, you know, you can come back later and get the figure. And they did the same thing with the uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Because they did it with Thrawn. They did it with Boba Fett where you, you have Thrawn with some accessories that were only available in the San Diego Comic-Con. And then the Boba Fett with the Han Solo, like 10 years later, they came out with Han Solo and Carbonite as another figure. So you can still make that uh, that set. So, yeah, I, I agree with what he said. It, it It's a nice way to where you could still, you have something special, but somebody down the line can still get the figure. Yeah, but even those Galacticon, Ultimate Galacticons, the first day issues, like, if I have them, great. If not... I can get the regular version and I'm not missing out. It's not like the chases where I don't have the Sabine one because it's it's a chase and everyone else is grabbing it. There's not a first day issue Sabine and then a regular issue Sabine. It's like you need to get this one Sabine. Right. And everybody wants this one Sabine. Yeah. Well, I'm also seeing that a lot of that stuff is popping up. People are posting that they're finding it at Walgreens now. Yeah. The Walgreens, by me, still has Rogue One uh, items for sale. So, 
uh, I have no faith that they'll get anything new anytime soon. The other part with um, Walgreens is they had a, an executive who I think was a collector, and that's why they had a lot of the Funkos. They had a lot of uh, Marvel exclusives. They had Star Wars exclusive. That's just not happening anymore because Walgreens is not footing the bill to make those figures. Oh, okay. Yeah, because for a minute they were getting a lot of accessories. Or not, a, like, uh, um, shoot, uh, exclusives. And... Um, I think, because the way they were getting, uh, shoot, hold on, let me see where I'm going with this. They didn't get cases, like they didn't get a case, right. they'd get them in a tote, and you never knew what was in the tote. Right. And I think that's what's going on with, like, uh, GameStop, is they're getting a tote, and the stuff is sitting in it. You know, it's you'll, you'll get a mixed case, so you're not getting a full case, you're getting, oh, somebody at a warehouse is opening the cases up and div divvying them, divvying them up. Um because I've been to a couple of GameStops, and I'm like, hey, is this all you have? And they're like, yeah. And it's just no speeder. Right. Not fun. No. Is there any, any more? There's no news. It's been a really yeah, he, lack, lackluster Star Wars time. Yeah, there's, it's kind of a quiet time. I think Hollywood's rebuilding, and so there's not a lot going on right now the holidays everything's gonna be quiet because if you're gonna drop news the holidays might people might not pay attention because they're too busy christmas shopping hanukkah shopping whatever the case may be and uh, they're not going to pay attention so maybe at the first of the year we might start to get news that ahsoka season two has been greenlit mandalorian has started filming you know whatever the case may be right uh i did hear speaking of going back to the writer strike that I heard that if they didn't make a deal, like, didn't release the deal this week or earlier this week, it would have been January before they even tried it again. So, yeah, the holidays are, are a big thing, so I'm glad they got that going, but it'll suck if somebody else decides to go on strike now. But, I mean, if you, you know, I definitely understand being underpaid, uh, and I understand where they're coming from, but it just stinks that, I mean, it could be a lot worse. Besides entertainment, it could be, you know, garbage or something important. Yeah. Something more important than entertainment. We can at least go to Disney Plus and watch old stuff or whatever. Like, uh, Andor. Yeah, I need to rewatch Andor because I haven't watched it in a while. Because who, who is Uncle Harlow? Do you remember that? Cyril got... Oh, yeah. Cyril got let go because of his whole mishap and his mom talk to uncle harlow and uncle harlow is somewhere he's an important guy in the, the empire somewhere mm -hmm. to make those connections and anyways yeah is that it i think so all right well thank you for listening to the smugglers galaxy podcast if you could please leave, leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to your podcast if it's allowed it really helps us out and points people to our show Follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smugglers Galaxy logo and to Levi Waterhouse for the music. People collect for the love of it. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.